Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This one is for the week of February 7th, 2021. We welcome Titan FC fighter, the postman, Delano Taylor, right here on The Roman Show. That and a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance, transcope. Surgeon, go fly. Ecom, or go fly. GNC, we're going. Don't you go. Control. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Covering. Go. Capcom. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo. Hello, everyone. It's another episode here of the program. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, uh, as mentioned earlier. And thanks so much for joining us on this uh, Super Bowl weekend or week uh, per se. Uh, and the postman. Delano Taylor will be joining us on the program with just a just a few to talk about his upcoming fight against Luis Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez is 11 and three. Delano is four and one. And we talk about those numbers. We talk about his opponent's experience and uh, how he came up with his nickname and a whole lot more. So just uh, hang tight there as we welcome Delano Taylor in just a few. In the meantime, I'd like to give thanks to so much our, our, our good friends. At the ball wash, that's ballwash.com. Use this soap, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and you will see a huge difference. Make sure that it, it, the entire product just makes sure that it wipes out the funk off your junk. Ballwash.com is the website. Use the promo code The Roman Show. Also, hear me talk about it here all the time Fusion CBD. Fusion CBD helps you out with recovery, uh, the whole mental aspect game, and it's a great product to use for you. you. Head on over to FusionCBDProducts.com, that's FusionCBDProducts.com, or just look them up on Instagram, FusionCBD, and purchase your favorite product. So right, P-S-O-R-I-T-E. You've heard me also talk about this one too. I personally have back problems and this thing has pretty much saved my life. That's So Right, P-S-O-R-I-T-E. Get yourself a So Right, very affordable and a very, very uh, complex of a tool. And you can take this thing anywhere you want, a little plastic thing and almost just like a, like a camel's back. But it does a lot of wonders. Heading over right now, so right, P-S-O-R-I-T-E dot com. Make sure you follow us on our socials, Roman Show Media, on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, at the Roman Show on Twitter. And uh, of course, you can always visit our website, theromanshow.com. And make sure you head on over to our YouTube channel. That's where we put some exclusive interviews. That's youtube.com forward slash rromano201. Or you can simply go to the website, theromanshow.com, you click on our YouTube button, and just click subscribe. Like that, any new interviews that we post, you're able to see it right there on the spot. In the meantime, let me grab some coffee here. 
as they get warmed up for the program. And uh, we hope, of course, everyone's staying safe, especially during uh, as this pandemic pandemic still continues. We're not out of the woods yet, gentlemen and ladies. So don't think uh, you can go out there and party like it's uh, 2019. Because we're not out of the woods yet, so just make sure that you probably you practice the social distancing, the masks, and all that good stuff. Vaccines are here; they're coming. They're coming little by little. Surely we'll have one. Um, so all we gotta do is just do our best to practice what we can, so we won't get this thing, <clears throat> or help it spread for that matter. And trust me, you don't want to get it. I've known some people that have had this thing and. For weeks, uh, they can't breathe or they, they just can't exercise like they used to. The, the thing is serious. The thing is not a joke. Um, so to prevent getting that thing, just try your best uh, to practice those safety protocols that we have been told to practice. All right. Enough of the gibberish. Let's get to the point. Uh, let's talk a little, um, a little metal. A little metal here, and this this really just took my attention. Kiss member Gene Simmons said that the reason why rock is dead is due to the young fans. Hang on a second, let me get civil coffee here because I, whoo, you're gonna get me heated, Gene Simmons. All right, all right. Sure, rock is not what it was back in the 60s and 70s. We understand that. It's a whole completely different genre. Hell, even the 80s with hair, hair metal. Or the 90s with the grunge. And then it went to the 2000s, which is where the new metal came around. Where you have the, the rapping and the heavy metal. Right? The Limp Biscuits, the Corns, the Linkin Parks. Slipknots, on and on and on and on. You can just keep going. And then we're in more in the metal core. Where you have the singing and you have the metal. And sometimes you throw in a little little hip-hop in there. I agree. It, it, heavy metal in general does not have the media attention as it used to back then. Like when they used to speak about the Mick Jaggers, you know, the, the Gene Simmons. The Sammy Hagar's, the Alice Coopers, those guys. Agreed. But to say that you blame it on the youth for the lack of success of rock is not fair. Music needs to evolve. If, if it were to stay how it was back then, then hell, that's it. No, no one's going to really pay attention to because things evolve here at Gene Simmons, if you're not aware. Hell, even in rap. Or in hip hop. If you go back to the Sugar Hill Gang and listen to what they're playing now, completely different animal. But it's still considered hip hop. Now they got this emo or trap rap. Completely different type of music or genre. But at the same time, it has the element of hip hop. So Simmons, the youth is not to blame here. I think that what happened or is occurring is people just are open-minded and like to have a diversity in music with so much content out there, with so much information, with so much music, 
you find yourself not just liking one type of music. You could just go and listen to, for me, for example, I, I love heavy metal. I've been listening to heavy metal pretty much all my life. And I would say within the past six, seven years, I've opened up my mind and I'm not just heavy metal. I'm listening to some hip hop. I'll listen to some country music. Hell, I'll listen to some EDM. So it, it shows the diversity that you don't have to stick to one thing and just that's it. That's just your bread and butter. It's an open mind. And if you do say that rock is dead, then why is it that you get all these crazy festivals all over the world? So maybe it's dead in the United States, but not in the world. Because if you look at places like in Europe and Asia, there is a boom of heavy metal. There's so many bands that are coming out of these places that we have never even heard of. Just the other day, I was listening to Alien Weaponry. And they are, they are out of New Zealand. And they sing in their native tongue uh, of the indigenous people. All right, that's pretty unique. You got in Mongolia, you have the Hu, who are singing in their native tongue to Metallica, one of Metallica's favorite or well-known songs. Baby Metal in Japan has taken metal and added their whole J-pop aspect to it. So don't come and tell me, Gene Simmons, that heavy metal or rock is dead and the reason is because of young fans. It's not true. On the contrary, I think it's expanding to other areas where perhaps people never thought that they would perform this type of music. And that's what I find myself doing. I find myself listening to musicians Outside of the United States, there's so many great bands from so many great countries that you no longer have to just listen to what's given to us here in North America. Some great bands out of Latin America that are coming out as well. That are heavy metal. So really when you say rock is dead, it's what you perceive. I don't think it's completely dead. I think it's just expanding. And perhaps there's not just that one band that has caught the attention of the world like a Rolling Stones or how like a Beatles. But I think that the genre or the music in general is still going on strong. Maybe Gene Simmons, you are the one in your mind that has killed rock because you have not opened up your mind. All right, let's go to pro wrestling here. One thing that really caught my attention is Edge this week, who won the Royal Rumble, has been visiting or visited uh, Raw, SmackDown, and of all of them, NXT, which, in my opinion, would be the most interesting, to say the least. How cool would it be to face either Finn Balor or, or any of those guys in NXT? that can go and take Edge to the next level. These are young guns that are willing to take uh, the match into from a you know, 15 to 45-minute match, and I'm sure Edge can go. I don't care if he's almost 50. Don't care if he's, I believe he's 47, actually. But hey, the guy could last in the Royal Rumble, being number two, and, and complete the entire 
Rumble, I'm sure he can do it with with any of these guys. But it it seems that it's either going to be obviously either Drew or Roman Reigns. Let's face it. These are the big guys. These are the guys that bring in the numbers. So there's no doubt in my mind that teasing an Edge versus Finn Balor, it's only a fantasy. But how sweet it would be to get something fresh and new. Keeping in the back of your hands or your heads there, uh, WWE. Kenta from New Japan Pro Wrestling, a former WWE superstar, or NXT for that matter, made his, I guess we could say debut, on AEW by attacking John Moxley. Now, AEW recently has been a little bit too playful, but there are some segments where they get a little bit serious, and I must tell you, it's very exciting. Because they've been doing this relationship with Impact Wrestling. And they, I don't know what they're doing with the New Japan Pro Wrestling. But we've been seeing some of that here with Kenta. Remember that John Moxley has competed in New Japan. In fact, he's a, a champ. And Chris Jericho has done the same as well. But to see some of this crossover is great. And in fact, if I remember correctly, Kenta is part of the Bullet Club. And they've been doing this whole thing with Kenny Omega and the young and the, the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks, bringing back the Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club, which I don't know how that's working because New Japan owns the rights to that, if I'm, as far as I know. So something must be going behind the scenes that these guys are able to wear those Bullet Club T-shirts and get away with it. Either way. Hopefully the store here keeps getting better and interesting and we keep seeing some surprises. Of course, they don't have AJ Styles. They don't have Finn Balor. Finn Balor being one of the, the, the first guys to do it. And then uh, Tonga, Tama Tonga uh, and his partner are the other ones that are known uh, to be one of the pioneers or the first of the Bullet Club. So we won't have some of the originals, but we'll have... For the most part, pretty much a lot of them in this club. But it'd be interesting to see some of these uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling guys make their way into AEW in the United States. And speaking of which, New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that they will be part of the Roku channel starting on February 11th this week. From here on out, they'll be showing a one-hour episode on the Roku channel for free. How exciting is that? So we'll be able to keep up with some of the action from Japan. All right. This weekend, February 12th, the day after the 11th, duh, um, Titan FC returns with an action-packed fight card from the Intercontinental Miami Hotel. Uh, it will be airing live on UFC Fight Pass, so if you are, 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 are unable to go, or just don't want to go because it's a whole pandemic. We understand. Head on over to the UFC Fight Pass at 7 p.m. Eastern Time as you get to see two titles on the line. Danny Sabatello will be competing. Um, we remember him from yeah, Dana White's Contender Series. He competed. Uh, he won. Uh, he did not get the contract. It was a uh, decision, and Dana White was just not impressed with the result. 
Either way, Danny Sabatello is an exciting fighter, uh, especially on the mic. He's real good at it. We've had him here in the program a couple of times. You want to make sure you watch uh, the entire uh, fight card uh, because there's some some guys and women part of this card that are the future. Other ones you need to look forward to. Oh, and by the way, Danny's fighting the man, the man, or Damon, uh, Blackshear for the Bantamweight title. And Mohamed Naimov, who is another beast, taking an Alivo Murad for the featherweight title. And then a whole long list. Another one you need to keep your eyes peeled to is Evelyn Martin. She's 1-0, but a very exciting and an up-and-coming fighter taking on Melissa Croden out of Canada. And then Delano Taylor versus Luis Gonzalez. Uh, Delano, man, Delano is really exciting. He has the stature of, of this great fighter, very elusive how he moves inside the cage. And it was a great honor to speak to him this week here on the program as he gets ready to battle this Friday against Luis Gonzalez. So coming up next, the Postman right here on the program. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And on the 12th of February, this week coming up, we have a great fight card as uh, it's the first one of the year. They have two titles on the line and some great fighters that you're going to see. You've seen some of them already uh, and some of them will be making their debut. But this gentleman right here has been part of the Titan FC card in previous fight cards. And he joins us right now, the postman, Delano Taylor. Delano, thanks so much for your time man, and joining us. Of course, of course. So Delano, uh, you got Luis Gonzalez. Uh this dude comes in with a fair share of experience uh, in the cage. I mean, let's just re- get straight to the to, to cut to the chase. Ele- this guy's eleven and three. Uh, a lot more fights than you. Uh, do you consider this your toughest opponent to date? Just considering on the numbers. If we're if we're considering the numbers, sure, toughest opponent. If we're considering the numbers, yeah. But yeah. I'm not fighting numbers. I'm fighting person. Uh huh. So what can you tell me about your opponent coming into uh, this Friday, uh, February 12th? Um, from what I've seen from him, I feel like uh, I think he's just going to wrestle me, hmm. honestly. He, he seems like a, a wrestler type. He seems like his whole camp is, or, is wrestling, wrestling oriented. He's just going to he's gonna come to either engage in wrestling immediately or he's going to try to fake overhands and go for a shot, which is stuff I've seen before. It's not going to be anything new. It's not going to be anything different from when I fought Mike Lilly um, or any other guy I fought prior, you know? Just one guy I got to go through to get to the top. One thing I noticed, Alano, is that this guy, uh, according to the latest records that we have here, he hasn't competed since 2016. I, I, we don't know why, or I, I don't know why personally. I, haven't uh, really looked into it, but um, do you think or do you believe in that ring rust? Do you think that that is an actual thing and that can play a role into this fight uh, as far as him? Um, I think it. I think it can play a role. Like for example, like Saponza Beniba just fought recently, and he fought. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. He just fought, but he got knocked out from a two-year layoff because mm-hmm. he got injured. Um, and that that kind of shows me that ring rust is real, even. You know, at the higher levels, I definitely believe in Russell's rope. 
And I'm going to quickly just go back to the 11 and 3. Usually when fighters and their coaches say, hey, this guy has, you know, 14 fights. You've got, what, five pro fights so far? When you look at those numbers, they tell you, hey, this guy has way more experience. So kudos to you. You took the fight. That that wasn't a thing for you. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll fight anybody. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I want to talk to you here about, you mentioned Michael Lilly. And I remember Michael Lilly, uh, I think it was June. June of last year was a, the first event uh, Tennessee has after this whole pandemic thing. And mm-hmm. Michael Lilly knocks out his opponent. The video goes uh, viral. Everyone's yeah. talking about Mike Lilly. Here comes Alano Taylor. And first round chokes him out. <laughs> um, let's go back to that fight because I, I, I don't think no, too many you know, folks have looked into that. But Michael Lilly was going in with this, this huge, um, uh, I guess, support, if you want to call it, or buzz behind him. And you come in and pretty much just put the fire off. Uh, yeah. Take me to that, man, because obviously it seems, looking at your career, that that opportunity, you choking out Michael Lilly, just catapulted you to where you are today. Yeah, um, going into the fight with Michael Lilly, um, he's he's exactly like, you know, in, in like some interviews where people ask me, like, what kind of fighter I am, when I say I'm a bullfighter, I'm mm-hmm. a bullfighter. Like, he's definitely like one of those guys who I can tell is going to either try to rush me try to control me because he has, you know, more size and I'm just a taller man. But at the end of the day, like, when I get in the cage and you actually see me across the cage, you don't really think, oh, this guy is, is small at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, with Michael Lilly, I think he more so, uh, you know, he's a good dude. I think he more so thought that, you know, you know, I'm uh, two on one. Uh, he had, what, 13 fights over me? He just was, about, like, yeah. Seven and five? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, he had 13 fights at the time or 12 fights at the time or something like that and he was just ready to you know put it on me you know he was ready to to go out there and 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 lay down that work and i just had to make sure that really just um control the range uh even if i wasn't controlling the range and staying long i feel like i could have outgrappled him even if he were to go to the ground i feel like i could have submitted him on the ground like i did of course but like if he got me to my back i still feel like i could have submitted him or stood up like I don't think he would have held me down for too long. He's a strong dude, but I don't think he um, was ready for what I had to bring to the table at that time. So after that fight, uh, it seems like just the eyeballs were on you. Um, what happened after that? Did the people say, dude, this guy's a serious guy. We, we got to give him some more fights. We got to give him some more tough opponents and really test him out because you had another fight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fought Michael... Uh, I forgot his name, Michael something. I fought another Mike. Yeah. Cora, Cora, um, Cora. Cora, Michael Cora, yeah, yeah. Cookie Monster. There you that's go. What, what yep, he, yep. Yeah, that's what he called himself, the Cookie Monster. Yep, yeah. yep. I feel like he was a tougher opponent. He was coming off of a win. Uh, he just had won the 85 strap at a, a promotion up in Orlando. Uh, he knocked the guy out. He knocked, the, knocked his opponent out. His opponent was, I think, his opponent had over 20 fights, 20... He was like, he had a pretty good record too. He was like 19 and three or something like that. Something like that. That's the opponent that he fought and he knocked him out, finished him. Um, but uh, I feel like what people failed to mention is that uh, the guy he fought also took the fight, you know, on short notice. So like people don't take those things into account. Um, not to mention like the competition level in which he got his fights from, you know, he's from Brazil. I feel like 
and I'm not saying all Brazilian fighters. I'm just saying like I feel like the competition level in Florida and the competition level just in the United States period is a lot harder than when you go outside of the country. That makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get you. I, the, there is a valid point to that, no doubt about that. Considering if, if you were to look at the countries that that are, you know, prime, uh, you would say it is North America, the United States, and Brazil, and then, you know, you could just go ahead and maybe put Russia in there. Oh, you, you go ahead and have a conversation. That, that's a whole different ball game. But, uh, but, but as far as you, uh, Denalo, and the postman. So, tell me a little bit about the nickname. How did this come about, the postman? Where did you get that nickname? Okay, so um, I actually came up with the nickname myself because I didn't want to have anybody name me in the cage. Like, I remember walking into the gym for the first time and uh, people were calling me like John Jones, John Jones lookalike. <laughs> uh, you have the John Jones stature and you kind of move like John Jones. And I had to kind of like veer away from that. Not like no offense to John Jones or anything like that, but like I don't want to be under anyone's shadow. And I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to make a name for myself. So around 2016, I feel like that was like a really, I think that was a rough point in my in my life. Period. So um, I I kind of came up with the postman for two for two reasons. Uh, the first one is to deliver, of course, <laughs> and the second one is uh, I wanted to send a message to everyone that uh, mm. it doesn't matter what circumstances that you're in, how how much you're struggling, how you feel in the moment. Everything's temporary. You just gotta stay unbroken. You just gotta not fold. You just gotta keep pushing forward because at the end of the day, um, these rough times don't last. You know, it's it's it's, it's the person. That, that stays stable in those moments who can control the butterflies, who control the the, the odds, the, the the emotions, who can, you know, can push the pace when there's there's nothing everything is against them, you know? So mm-hmm. I wanted to like to send a message to everybody who felt oppressed in, in any in any sense of the word, like whether, you know, relationship, life, anything. I just wanted to let people know that you can uh, overcome that adversity by just, you know, trying to push forward to be a better version of yourself and you know, keep working towards your goal, you know? Well, that's nice to know that you're out there with a, with a message when you get inside the cage. So looking back, um, you, you wrestled in high school. Would you say that that pretty much was a spark into you then leading into mixed martial arts or were you training mixed martial arts while you were in high school? Actually, I had no idea what mixed martial arts was when I was in high school. Hmm. Um, when I was in high school, I, I think I started wrestling at 14. And I wrestled from 14 to uh, 18, and I wrestled, you know, that whole that whole period. And there was this one kid who was on my wrestling team who did MMA, and he was, uh, I feel like he was pretty good wrestling, but because of his jujitsu, you'd always talk about, you know, like I always got to go to my, I always think to go to my back because of jujitsu. I was like, what's jujitsu? And you know, he explained it to me. He told me that you know he fought, he he's been training MMA since he was like, you know, eight or nine. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Um, and his grandfather would always come in. He'd, you know, he'd see us, and he'd see me. He'd be like, hey, you know, Delano, I think you should, you know, check out this gym and come, come, come train over here. I think, I think you'll like it. I think, I think you're pretty good. And, you know, at the time, of course, I'm still in high school. Um, I didn't have no money like that. Um, I didn't have a job. You know, it was like a single parent household, so it was more so like, yeah, okay, you know, maybe like later on. But right now, I'm just really focused on wrestling. Like I, I just, I was just in love with wrestling. I just wanted to become, you know, the best version of myself. I wanted to become a state champ. And um, when I did it, become a state champ, it, it became like a, a turning point in my life. Like, wow, uh, what's next? Like, I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know where I'm gonna go. You know, like it's like in Florida, wrestling is looked down upon because 
you know, it's not like kids start from the age of, you know, five or six, like in, you know, the Big Ten states where wrestling is like very prominent. So uh, colleges don't really look at Florida for some reason when it comes to wrestling, unless you're like state champion, uh, you've, you've become, you were state champion four times, three times, one time at least, or you were a national qualifier, you were all American high school. So like, if you didn't have those accolades behind you, colleges didn't really look at you like that. And if colleges didn't look at you like that, it was not like they were going to give you like a full scholarship or anything like that. They would give you like 25% scholarship they give you a job and, you know, you'll just be in debt because, uh, out of state tuition is a lot more than in state tuition, you know? So once I got to that point, I figured you know, I'm not just uh, a wrestler, I'm, a, I'm also a student athlete, and, you know, I had the grades, so I just, you know, decided to go to FAU, uh, get my degrees, and then um, from there, I uh, started training at the same time I was in college, so, like, in college, I started doing uh, jiu-jitsu uh, and Muay Thai at uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale, American Top Team, uh, Julian Fernandez's gym, and I started training over there, and, you know, they started priming me, they started building me, because they started seeing that, like, I really wanted it, you know, I was only the first one in the gym, first one out of the, last one out of the gym, sorry, and um, I just kept, it didn't matter, like, there was nights, there were times where I would just sleep in the gym, to, you know, just to make class on time, because I would be up so early, or I had to work, like, really late, and get up really early, like, there was definitely, like, a, a rough, a rough period of time where, you know, I would just literally just sleep in the gym, or sleep in my car, waiting for the gym to open, because that was the, that was the only time I could get to train, and if I didn't get it in then, I probably wasn't going to get it at all. So, um, so, so would you say, would you say that, cause you said something that uh, it was a, a low point in your life. Would you say that MMA or, or, or combat sports in general helped your life? Yeah. Martial arts. I'm, I'm definitely 100% grateful for martial arts. I'm grateful for everything that it's, you know, put in my life. Honestly, it's, it's made, I feel like martial arts hasn't made me just a better fighter. It's made me a better individual. I feel like, um, with martial arts, in order to be really good or in order to grow with martial arts, you have to change as also as an individual. Like you can't be the same person that you were two years ago and still fighting like the same way. For example, Mike Perry, Mike Perry hasn't shown any form of evolution in his, in his fighting style. Not no offense to Mike Perry, but overall, like he seems like the same exact person that he's been from when he got into the UFC to his current state now. Like that's why it's, it's, almost expected what he's going to do like people can see what he's going to do he's just a really tough dude you know so um i feel like martial arts has helped me elevate to to a higher point in my in my life to where i can understand things differently where i can see where i can see the vision a lot clearer than i used to um it's definitely made me a lot humbler and it's definitely given me like that laser focus and put me in a position to where i need to be to be, I mean, to go to where I want to be, you know. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. You know, when when I, when I present you, I sense that that humbleness uh, inside the cage. Um, no need for you to gloat or, or or showboat. You know, you sure with the, with your skills. Now, I took notice there of one of your uh, well, a tattoo you got on your chest. Uh, yeah. That has a long quote. Tell us a little bit about that and how it came about. Okay, so that was around a, a, a rough time, like in my life. So actually, it's around the time I came to the the postman. Uh, it's a quote from a poem, uh, Marianne Williamson. It says, "Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure." And um, it was a quote that I, you know, looked looked at. Um, 
and you know it was like one of those things where like wow it was a sign that it popped up at that time for me to look at um during this point in time in my life and i looked at it and i was like this this right here is like the one this is like the focus that i need and it kind of just made me like think to myself yeah i gotta i gotta put this on my chest i gotta i gotta tattoo this on my body so i don't forget who i am where i come from like what what i'm trying to do how i'm trying to build myself where i'm trying to go uh in my life you know so i put i, I got that tattoo tatted on me for for that focus for myself so when i look at myself in the mirror i see it and i know like on my roughest days i know i gotta get up and go you know because you're not gonna always have a great day but you can still be in control of the outcome of that day you know like your day can you can you can think your day is bad and because you're thinking it's bad you actually made it worse but you can have a bad point in your day and just make it better by focusing on like the good points and not just that one moment you know absolutely now delano you're going into this 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 fight again this guy's 11 and 3 has a, a lot of experience and we know about titan fc that most of the the, the fighters of it We've seen him at the big stage. We've seen him at the UFC. The Danny Sabatellos, he just had a uh, a fight uh, over Dana White's contender. Yeah, yeah, contender series. Uh, Quinones was supposed to compete and unfortunately got hit with the bug of uh, coronavirus. Um, so this is an opportunity. Perhaps there are a lot of eyeballs are you know are going to be on you. Uh, of course, we don't want to jump the gun here, but what could this what what could a victory of, over Gonzalez mean to you? Could it be a title shot for Titan FC? Could it be an opportunity uh, for the contendership or, or uh, contender series, or, or could it be maybe hell even um, the Ultimate Fighter, which is coming back? Yeah, I see every fight. I see this fight, of course, like definitely as an opportunity for like the title shot, contender series, whatever, whatever opportunity comes next. Um. For sure, but I think of every fight like that, so I don't get in my head too much about what's next, you know. Because if I think about what's next after this, I'm only going to be focused on that, as opposed to being focused on the present. And I need to be focused in the present to to be aware of what's going on in the present. So I think, of course, like those opportunities will definitely open when the time comes. But I still got to put the work in, and I still got to focus on the moment and handle the business when it's time. Absolutely, well, Delano, I uh, appreciate your time, man, and just days away from your fight against uh, Luis Gonzalez. You're the uh, the third fight before the main event, so you're definitely up there in the uh, the main card of Titan FC, February twelfth. It airs live on UFC Fight Pass uh, from Miami, Florida, the Intercontinental Hotel, Miami. Delano, anything else you want to add? Um, guys, be great. Don't don't let anything hold you back from following what you gotta follow. Take the opportunities. Don't if if anything if anything taught you like if you learned any lesson in twenty twenty is that opportunity only comes once. So take all opportunities. Don't don't let them pass you by because you just can't you can't you don't have time to waste them. You know just just go, just go. Don't think about it. Just go. That's it. Amen to that. I think a lot of us. We hope a lot of us have learned uh, from 2020 and even 2021, Delano, because let's be honest, we we, yeah, yeah. we haven't gotten over this yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I mean, it's a, yeah. don't, don't be fooled from what you see in social media where the guy says that yeah. I'm in Bali, but he's really home. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. but absolutely great words from you, man. Very positive um, outlook and kudos to you. Looking forward to announcing you once again in the cage and looking forward to seeing you um, 
You know that? Do, do your thing inside the cage against Gonzalez, a tough opponent. And, and everyone uh, tuning into the Roman Show could watch this fight live or on demand if you're whatever doing on February 12th. If you're unable to stay uh, live and watch it live at 7 p.m., you can catch the uh, on demand video there. But either way, Delano goes up against Luis Gonzalez, the postman. February 12th, can't wait, from Miami, Florida. Thanks so much again, Delano. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Well, there you have it. Delano, thanks so much for your time, and we'll catch you this weekend or this Friday. Uh, right there at the Intercontinental Hotel Miami for Titan FC live on UFC Fight Pass. Don't miss it. Put it on your planner. Put it on your Google calendars, uh, your iOS calendars, whatever it is. Titan FC 67, great fight card, and you're going to see a whole bunch of talent that is the future of mixed martial arts. All right. Speaking of mixed martial arts, Clay Guida, such a resilient fighter he is at a young 39 years old defeating Michael Johnson. And they always got a kick of, of, of Clay Guida here. The, the guy is like a locomotive. He just competed in a, in a, in a three-round fight, and the guy's still jumping around like if he's fresh. Like if nothing has gone down, I would love to have that guy's cardio, let me tell you. So he ain't out of the he ain't he ain't done yet. There's still a lot left from Clay Guida. In fact, he signed a new contract. Interesting to see who they put him up against. Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen and Frankie Edgar just didn't go well for him. He was knocked out in 28 seconds by a flying knee. Frankie, the Hall of Famer. You know, it, it I think it's time to to hang it up, Frankie. Um Frankie, unfortunately, uh, just didn't make it out to be what we thought. He said that he had uh, changed his diet, his training, uh, was feeling a lot better as a, as a, as a fighter. Uh, but at 39 years old and in your most recent fights, it just hasn't gone his way. I think that putting those gloves in the middle or the center of the cage is definitely coming up. Um, in his mind, if you really think about it, going back to, let's see here, 2018, all right, that's when pretty much everything went down. Since 2018, he has lost four fights and won two, so he's gone two out of four, which are not good. Lost to Holloway, lost to Jung, lost to Ortega, uh, and then uh, also lost to Sanhagen. And out of those losses, actually, three, or one was a TKO, the other ones were knockouts, and then the rest were decisions. Although the Pedro Munoz, it was a really close one, it was a split. Which goes to show you that maybe Frankie Edgar might be thinking of doing it one more time and hang up the gloves. Alistair Overeem didn't uh, have a very successful night either. He was put to rest uh, very early in the second round and is another heavyweight that should also be considering hanging it up. This guy's already 40 years old. He's done what he's done. I don't think there is much to do for him in the UFC other than being a gatekeeper. 
maybe get someone, get a win, and call it a night. Uh, as Alistair Overeem. And we go back here to 2000. Hell, we'll go back from 2018, all right? 2018, um, he won. He went one for one. 2019, he competed twice. He went one and one. Last year, he was on a roll going. Uh, he's undefeated, two wins in a row, and then he lost one. But it just it just has that. That's the moment, the movement that it's going. Win one, lose one, or lose two, or lose one. Again, you could either go both ways. You become a gatekeeper, or you retire. Um, and sometimes, you know, and this guy's a guy that's been doing it for a very long time. His entire career is 47 and 19. No reason why he should be competing late in his age. You know, it's unsafe. Considering all the shots that he's been taking. So either way, this is also another legend that perhaps could be winding down in his career. Well, uh, with that being said, we'd like to thank you for listening to us here on the program. We'll be back right here in the next week as we get ready here for some more combat night or combat weekend. As we have a Titan FC, we have UFC with Kamaru Usman taking on Gilbert um, Burns for the Walter Wade title. A fight that was actually supposed to happen back in December, but because of Corona, uh, that was not able to happen. As I believe it was Gilbert who had Corona. And that's the fight to be looking for this weekend. Of course, on Saturday, it's going to be a good one. As you know, Gilbert Burns is a uh, an absolute beast on the ground. Um, Kamaru uh, is an animal with a striking. Let's quite let's see how this goes around. Um, if it goes to the ground, it could be very deadly for Kamaru Usman. I'm sure he's going to play it very very safe with what he does inside the cage. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, of course, Kamaru Usman kicking ass. A good friend of ours here as he 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 commentates. Uh, in the Titan FC, or he was commentating in Titan FC. Of course, he won't be there this weekend. Uh, but either way, looking forward to Kamaru Usman defending his title. Let's see what comes out of it. And with that being said, stay safe, everyone. We'll catch you right here on The Roman Show. Thanks for listening. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Cheers. <laughs>